Shalom to all. Today's office is Baba Kamataf Tzadi Aleph, and we are starting about the 12th line with the words Yibayelahu. And today's office sponsor, Lilu Nishmas, Mars Merim Sarabas, Abiyakov Maisha, her Neshama should have an Aliyah, and Lilu Nishmas, Rechmel Mardachai, Ben Rabchaim, his Neshama should have an Aliyah. Now, yesterday we brought a machlaikas between Shimon Atemni and Rabbi Kiva regarding Umdana de Bezdin. Does Bezdin assess the thing that caused the damage or not? Shimon Atemni says yes. Bezdin needs to look at the weapon, for example, the stone or fist that caused the damage, and they have to assess if this could have caused such damage or if it was really due to the weak constitution of the Nizik that such damage was caused. Whereas Rabbi Kiva argues that this is not done by Bezdin, it's done by the Edim, and they simply present their testimony to Bezdin. So I think Mar says, Yibayelahu, they ask the following question, Yesh Whenever damage is caused, do we have to assess how that damage happened? And the one who asked this question obviously didn't know if this machlok is between Shimon Atimni and Rabbi Kiva. And we further explain, Mi Amrinu, do we say, that only regards to a case of murder that we would evaluate, there was such a thing a person could die, and was such a thing a person can't die, but when it comes to damage, we say that even the smallest thing could have caused the damage and won't be have to pay even without an assessment. Or then perhaps, well, not, maybe there's no difference. And even when it comes to damages, we would have to see, wait, maybe this thing couldn't possibly have caused the damage that actually happened. So Gemara Tanvah's first raya, Tashmah, we have a mission that says, Ma bar just like a standard bar that's 10 tefachim deep, that's enough to kill an animal that falls inside. So to anything similar to a bar that's 10 tefachim deep, that's enough to kill an animal. However, let's say the bar was less than 10 tefachim, and a shark hamar fell inside, umes, and it died, putter. The owner of the bar is putter. Whereas, who's boy chayev? If the shark hamar that fell inside got damaged, so then the owner's chayev. Now, my love, me matel malakachashev, is the mission telling us from below to above? In other words, vachikamar, this is what the mission is saying, me tefach sara, if the bar is anywhere from one tefach deep up until, but not including ten, me selekin izakin ikka, that it can't kill an animal, but it could damage an animal. Amalan izakin kaldahu, we see that even the smallest thing can cause a damage, because even a bar of one tefach deep, which is Really, nothing could still cause the damage. And Shmami, we learn from here in Amdal Nizakin that we don't need an evaluation when it comes to Nizakin. So, Mar says, that's not what the mission is talking about. We're talking about from above to below. This is what the mission is saying. If it's 10 Fakhim deep, so then it could for sure kill an animal. If it's a little bit less than 10, then Nizakin Isa, Misa Leka, it could cause damage, but it cannot kill an animal. And really, I'll tell you the Yesh Amdal Nizakin that we do have to evaluate anytime a damage is caused. And every single thing has to be evaluated whether or not it could actually cause this damage. So, what does I have arrived from this Mishnah? Three times another ayah, Tashma, we have a breast that says, he called, If a master struck his Evid on his eye and he blinded him, or he struck him on his ear and he made him deaf, the Evid would go free because of this. However, if he smacked the wall near his Evid's eye and now his Evid can't see, or he made a really loud noise near his ear and now he can't hear, and Evid wouldn't go free because of this. Now, my time, why is that? Isn't it because we do have to evaluate whether such an action could have caused such a damage? And the reason why the Evid wouldn't go free when the wall near his eye was smacked is because we say that this is not something that could have made him blind. And it's just his bad mazel that he happened to have become blind because of it. Ushmami, you know, we would learn from here the yesh omdino nizakin. That anytime we have damages, we do have to have an omdino. So Kumar says, why? That's not a raya. The reason why the Evid doesn't go free over here is not because of omdino. It's just Mishim Damrina because we say, who the Ivisnafshay, he was the one that frightened himself. It's his fault that he got so scared that he had such a trauma that now he became blind. Blind or deaf. And Ketan is just like a brass that was taught. If a person frightens his friend and some damage happens, he's Potimidine Adam, but he's Chaibidine Shemayim. Ketan was an example of this. If he yelled in his ear, and made him deaf, Potter the fellow's Potimidine Adam. However, if he grabbed him, and yelled in his ear, and the person became deaf because of that, Chaib, he is Chaib to pay. So we see that has nothing to do with Umdana. I think Mark teams with another attempted Raya. Toshma, we have a brass that says, Five things are evaluated when damage happens and they're paid right away. 
Now, in Esok Tzarim, Baishes are easy to evaluate. However, Repo Vishaves, Achei Srape. The Repo in Sheves, that's evaluated until the person's going to get healed. And this means that Bezin needs to evaluate how long it's going to take for this fellow to heal, thereby calculating how much work he's going to lose out on and how much food he's going to need until then. And this also needs to be paid immediately. But in these payments of Repo and Sheves, it's just an evaluation based off what Bezin thinks, how long it's going to take for this fellow to heal. Now, let's do, they evaluate him for a certain amount of time, but he was progressively getting worse. He only has to be paid how much was evaluated. Let's say Hivri, they evaluated him for a certain amount of time and he got better quicker. He has to pay him as much was evaluated. Shmami, we see from here, yes, I'm Nizakin, that we have to evaluate for Nizakin. So, Mars is not a raya. To evaluate the person, how long he's going to be bedridden for because of this maka, and how long he's not going to be bedridden for, like him in That's not a question. Of course, we have to evaluate that. What's the whole question? Do we evaluate the object that caused the damage? Was it actually able to do such a damage or not? And maybe the damage was caused because of the weak constitution of the person who was damaged. And that's the question. My, so what's the answer? So touch my wave arrived from the bride that we brought at the beginning. says, Just like an egg rife, a fist. That's given over to Bezdin and to the Edim, and they're able to evaluate this fist whether or not it could have caused such a damage. So to anything that causes a damage, for example, a stone, because that's also what's mentioned in the Pasuk, it has to be given over to Bezdin and to Edim to evaluate whether or not it could have caused such a damage. We see from here that we do evaluate the thing that caused the damage, whether or not it really was able to cause such a damage. And even though Rabbi Kiva argues with Hashem and Atemni, he's not arguing in regards to making an evaluation. He just simply argues whether or not Bezdin makes that evaluation or if Edim make it. But according to everybody, Yesh Omdun Lanizakin. Now we just explained something in his last brass quoted, Omar Meyer was stated, if they evaluated him that he's going to be sick for a certain amount of time and he got better quicker, he still gets paid everything that was evaluated. says, A fellow who's evaluated that he's going to be sick the entire day and he's going to be out of work, and he got better halfway through the day, and he went back to work, so he made money, the person who damaged him still has to pay him for an entire day. Why is that? Because it's clearly from Shemai that they had Rechmanis on him that he got better earlier, and it's not the best and made a mistake in their Omdana, and that's why he gets the full payment. And the Gemara continues to explain the Mishnah. We said, Ruvain spat towards Shimon, and the spit reached him, so he has to pay him 400 Zos. Now, where Papa, Papa clarifies, Lashanu, this is only taught Elabai. If the spit touched the person himself, Avol Bigdai, but if it only touched his Beged, Lai, so then he wouldn't have to pay for embarrassing him. As the Gorvin, Havikibash Bidvarim, why isn't this treated as if he embarrassed him with words? So, I'm Marav and Shmed Rabbi Yesibar Ovin, in Arti Sral, they said the name of Yesibar Ovin, Zosamarasis tells us, Baishi Bidvarim, Pater Miklum, that if a person embarrassed somebody else, just verbally, he's potted from everything. Now, the Mishnah said that all these payments need to be made for Baishas. However, then the Tanakhama said, call v'chulu, that everything has to do with the covet of the person. So, we would ask the following question. When the Tanakhama said this, that everything has to do with the covet of the person, was he saying that Lakula, or was he saying that Lakhumra? And we explain this. If he was saying this Lakula, that means he's saying that there is a poor person that doesn't get so much. He's not going to get paid 400 Zos because a poor person doesn't suffer so much humiliation, so he would get paid less. Perhaps Maybe the Tanakhama is saying that there's a rich person who gets humiliated even more, and therefore he would get more than 400, and that 400 is the base payment. So Tashma, we have a raya, Rikiva, from the fact that Rikiva had said, even the poorest person in Kal Yisrael, we view them as if they were wealthy people that just lost all their money, because they're the sons of Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov. And in that statement, Rikiva is saying that every single person, even the poorest, is viewed like he used to be rich, which means that any time a poor person is embarrassed, he suffers a lot of humiliation, and he definitely would get paid at least 400 zoz. 
Amar Shmamina. We see from here that Tanakama is saying Lakula that no, a poor person would actually receive less than 400 because he doesn't suffer as much embarrassment as a rich person does. And we can explain the Mishnah, we had said, that there was a story that this fellow had uncovered the head of a woman, and Rikiva was Machayev him to pay 400 zoz, and he asked for Bikiva, please give me a little bit of time. So Gemara asked, Umiya Vinazman, do we really give a person time to pay? Rukhanina said, They wouldn't give a person time to pay for damages that he caused, so why did Rikiva give this fellow time to pay? So Gemara answers, when do we not give a fellow time? That's only when he damaged somebody, the Chasir Maina. He caused that person to lose money, so he has to pay up right away. When we're talking about embarrassment, he didn't cause a person to lose any money, so then we will give him time to gather the money to pay. Now the mission continued with this story and said, that this fellow waited till she was at the entrance of her Chatzar. He broke a jug that had a little bit of oil, and she on her own uncovered her hair and took some of the oil and put it in her hair. So this fellow went back to Rebekiva and said, Look, this woman embarrassed herself. She took off her own head covering willingly, just for a little bit of oil, and I have to pay her 400 zoz. So Rebekiva told him, I'm really sorry. The same way that just like a person is not allowed to damage himself, but if he does, he doesn't have to pay anything. But if somebody else damages him, that fellow would have to pay for the damages caused. Same thing over here. Maybe she embarrassed herself, but you still have to pay her for embarrassing her. Something more asked on Rabbi Kiva. But Tanya, we have a Raz that says that Armel Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva really had told him the following. So, that you swam deep down in mighty waters and you only brought up a piece of pottery. In other words, Rabbi Kiva was telling him that you tried really hard to defend yourself, but you really have nothing to support you. And why is that? Because a person is allowed to cause damage to himself. We have a steer in Rabbi Kiva. In our Mishnah, it seems to be that Rabbi Kiva is saying a person is not allowed to damage himself, but in this Braisa, Rabbi Kiva is saying that a person is allowed to damage himself. So, Rav answers like Kasha, there's no problem. Kan b'chavala, kan b'bayshes. Amrish is talking about chavala, a person physically damaging himself. Whereas Rabbi Kiva in this Braisa is not actually talking about physical damage, he's talking about embarrassment, and he's saying that a person is allowed to embarrass himself if he wants to. Ask the Gemara, how can you say that? Amrish is talking about embarrassing, because this fellow had embarrassed the woman. Sadi Allah from Bezan Tab, Vikatani, and what do our Mishnah say? If a person damages himself, even though he's not allowed to do so, Pater, he's Pater from paying. And the inference from that is that a person is not allowed to embarrass himself. However, if he does, he's Pater. So you can't explain Rabbi Kiva in the Braisa saying that a person is allowed to embarrass himself. So the answer is no. This is what Rabbi Kiva was telling the fellow. We don't even have to talk about Baishas. That a person is allowed to embarrass himself. But even if we're talking about damaging, a person is not allowed to damage himself. But if he does, he's Pater. Whereas if other people damage him, they're Chayav to pay. And that's why you're Chayav to pay for embarrassing her, even though she's allowed to embarrass herself. But now the Gemara asks, a person is not allowed to damage himself. Says as follows, you might think of a person made a shvuah that he's going to do bad to himself and he didn't do this bad thing to himself, that he's potter from bringing a carbon for making a false shvuah. Tom Lerman, the Pazak says, that if a person makes a shvuah to do bad or to do good and he doesn't do so, he has to bring a carbon. And what do we learn from here? Just like the doing good that we're talking about is something that he's allowed to do. So to the bad that we're talking about that he's going to do is something that he's allowed to. I bring as well the following case that if a person made a shvua to do bad to himself and he didn't do this bad thing, then he'd be chayv a carbon for making a false shvua. So we see from here that a person is allowed to damage himself. So Amr Shmuel, Shmuel answers, This Bryce is talking about where a person says, I'm going to do bad to myself. And what's that referring to? When he said, I'm going to sit and fast. And that's the bad thing. But not that he's actually going to physically harm himself. The Gemara asks, how could you say that? The Bryce continues and discusses a corresponding shvua made against somebody else and not kept. That's not going to be the one who made the shvua. How could you say that this fellow is talking about making a shvua that he's going to sit and fast? The Chavasad, the corresponding case, in regards to making a shvua to do bad to other people, are you saying that he's making a shvua that he's going to make the other person fast? How is he able to make another person fast? So it must be that we're talking about physical
physical damages here. Gemara says, and actually, yes, it could be that he could force somebody else to fast. He could lock him into a room, and that's the way he could force him to fast. So the Brasa actually could be talking about fasting and not physical damage. But the work team is asking about Tanya. We have a Brasa that says, What does that mean that he says he's going to do bad to somebody else? That's when a person expresses, I'm going to hit that guy, I'm going to bust his brain. So you see clearly that doing bad over here is referring to physical harm and not just fasting. And once again, that's mashman that a person could make a shvua to do bad to himself. And if he doesn't fulfill that, he's chayv a carbon shvua, which means that a person is allowed to physically harm himself. So Mar says, you're right. There's one man that a person is not allowed to damage himself. And there's another man that a person is allowed to damage himself. So Gmar asks, Who's the tana that holds that a person is not allowed to damage himself? And we have a number of attempts. Elim, if you want to say, Hi Tana, who it's a following tana, the tana you have in Brass that says, the Pasuk tells us, However, your blood of your souls I'm going to demand. And Rablazar and Rablazar explains, What does this mean? From your own soul, I'm going to darshan your blood. And right now we're understanding that means that if a person damages himself when he gets up to Shemaim after 120 years, Hashem is going to punish him for that. So we see a person is not allowed to damage himself. That's not a raya. Maybe one killing himself is different. Meaning maybe this Pasuk is saying that if a person takes his own life, so then Hashem is going to punish him for that. But not if he physically damages himself. So the continues, Maybe it's the following Tano. The Tanya of Reza says, A person can tear his clothing because of grief over someone that died. And it's not considered dark this is not the ways of the Goyim. And Hamar Blazer, Blazer says, I heard that if a person tears his clothing over a mace more than necessary, like a, he's going to get Malchus. And why is that? Because of Baltashchez. He's ruining his clothing. He doesn't have to tear them so much that he can't fix them. And therefore, he would get Malchus for this. Now, what do we learn from here? For sure, if a person damages his own body, he would get Malchus for that. So here's Armando Amr that a person's not allowed to damage himself. So Gemara says, no, maybe clothing are different and they're more Hamar than a person's body. Because this is a loss that doesn't come back. If a person tears his clothing too much that they're simply not fixable, that's worse than a person damaging his own body, which will heal. He called his clothing the things that honor me. So we see that clothing are actually very chashev because they bring honor to a person. So perhaps it's worse to tear clothing than to inflict physical damage on himself. And similarly, when Rechizda was walking among thorns and thistles, he would lift up his garment and Amr, he explained, this heals, meaning my flesh will heal even if it's scratched by the thorns, but this, meaning my clothing, doesn't heal. If it gets torn by the thorns, I'm not going to be able to fix it. So we actually see that it's worse to damage clothing than a person's own body. So Gemara says, Allah hai tanahu, it's the following tano, the tanahu of Reza, it says, Amr Rebelazar Kapar Berebi, Rebelazar Kapar Berebi, which means that he's very chashuv, he said as follows, Matam Olaymar, what's Pshat in the Pasuk that talks about a Nazir, and it says, Zuchibar al Mesher Chatala Nefesh, and he shall atone for him because he sinned against the soul. And the question is, Zuchibar Ezen Nefesh Chatazer, in regards to which soul did this Nazir sin? Who did he sin towards? Allah must be Shatir Atmimunayayin, it's because he withheld wine from him. Himself. A Nazir is not allowed to drink wine, and that's considered a sin. And Rabbi Copper continues, This is a This fellow, this Nazir, he was only Mitzar himself from wine, Nikrochaite, he's called a sinner, someone who holds himself back from everything, namely he fasts, for sure he's considered a Chaite, and for sure if a person inflicts physical harm upon his body, he's considered a sinner. So it must be the man to Amar that ain't Rabbi is And we can explain the Mishnah cuts in of Hulu. We had said that if a person cuts down his own Nitiyas, his own saplings, even though he's not allowed to do so, he's not chai for that. But if somebody else does so, he's chai to pay. And now the Gemara tells us, Tony Rav or Rachana came to Rav. Rav or Rachana taught the following case in front of Rav. Let's say Reuven told Shimon, Shari Harakta, you killed my shar, or Nitiyas Katsatsa, you cut down my Nitiyas. And then Atomartali Largai, you told me to kill the shar, or Atomartali Katsai, you told me to cut down these Nitiyas. Potter, Shimon's Potter. So Amalai, Rav told him, Im Kane, if that's so, 
Kamasa. You're not giving life for anybody to live. Kol Kamine, is he really believed? Anytime Reuven claims from Shimon, you damaged me. Shimon's allowed to respond, yeah, but you told me to, and we're going to believe Shimon? How does that make sense? So Amr'alei Rav, Rav told Rav, Ismaye, should I erase this Brisa from my list of Brisas? So Amr'alei Rav told him, Loi, don't do so. To Targumas Nisach, we could explain your Brisa as follows. We're talking about a Shar that was supposed to be killed anyway because it killed somebody. And we could be talking about a tree that anyway was supposed to be cut down because it was leaning over the Shasram, for example, and it was dangerous. And that was a discussion between them. Ask Mari Hachif, so So what's the first guy tying to the second guy? You cut down my tree. The tree was supposed to be cut down anyway, or you killed my ox. The ox was supposed to be killed anyway. What did he want from him? So the answer is the Amr the first guy was telling the second, I know, but you know, Mevin mitzvah. I wanted to do the mitzvah, and you took the mitzvah from me. And how do we know this is a good Taino, the Tanya, because we have a that says, which talks about Kisu Adam, the Chiv to cover the blood of an animal that was shechted, and he spilled the blood, and he shall cover it. What do we learn from here? Mishashavachichase, the one who spilled the blood, meaning the Shaychet, he should cover the blood. And there was a story that a fellow shechted an animal, and his friend came along and covered the blood. Rabbi Gamaliel was Machayev, the person who covered the blood, to pay the Shaychet 10 Zuhuvim for stealing his mitzvah. And now we talk about the Isra of cutting down fruit trees. Amar Rav, Rav says, Dikladaton Kaba, also Makat say, a date palm tree that grows a calf of dates is also to cut down. However, Mace, we ask a question. We have a brass that says, Kami besides Vlay how much olives have to grow on an olive tree in order for there to be an Isra to cut it down? Raiva, only a quarter of a calf, not a full calf. So Gamar answers, Shani Zaysim to Khashivi. Olives are different because they're much more Khashov. And even if the tree only produces a quarter of a calf of olives, one is not allowed to cut it down. And Rukhanin Rukhanino says, Loy Shachiv Shivchaz Bri, my son Shivchaz didn't die early. El de Kastainasa Blaizimna, it's because he cut down a freak tree before its time, and the Isra of cutting down a fruit tree is so chamer, that's why he died early. However, Amr Ravina Ravina says, If the tree is more valuable than the fruit itself, it's permitted to cut it down. In other words, if the wood of the tree is more valuable, so then even though it produces a kav of fruit, for example, still we're allowed to cut down the tree. And Tainam Yehachah, we have Brasa just like this. Now this Brasa quotes a Pasuk that's referring to when Amisrael lays siege to a city and wants to cut down the trees in the area to build siege towers and battering rams and the like. And first we're going to read the Pasuk before we go into the Brasa. The Pasuk tells us, only a tree that you know is not an eight smachal, it's not a fruit-bearing tree, that you're allowed to destroy and cut down. Now, the simple understanding of the Pasuk is that only a non-fruit-bearing tree is allowed to be cut down. However, the Brasa quotes the Pasuk and Darshan's as follows, when the Pasuk says, only a tree that you know, that's referring to a fruit-bearing tree. And then when the Pasuk continues and says, that it's not a fruit-bearing tree, that's referring to a non-fruit-bearing tree. And the reason why we're Darshaning it like this is because really the Pasuk should have just written, something which is not a fruit-bearing tree. But since that has this extra lotion, that tells about a fruit-bearing tree and a not-fruit-bearing tree. In other words, even if there are fruit-bearing trees over here, one is allowed to cut them down to use them for a siege. As Since at the end of the day, the Pasuk includes everything, even fruit-bearing trees, why does the Pasuk say a non-fruit-bearing tree is cut down, if even a fruit-bearing tree is allowed to be cut down? And the answer is, it's just telling us that he has to cut down a non-fruit-bearing tree before a fruit-bearing tree. However, it's you might think that even if the fruit bearing tree is more valuable, you still have to cut the Elon Srak down first. Tamalimar, Rak, that's what Basak says, Rak, which teaches us that if the fruit bearing tree is more valuable, in other words, the wood is better and it would build better siege towers, for example, so then the fruit bearing tree is allowed to be cut down. So that's right from the Bryce saw. Now we have two stories about this. Shmuel Isulayurise Tamre, Shmuel share cropper brought him some dates. Achili ate them. He tasted wine in the dates. Amrilis, we asked the sharecropper, my hi, what's going on over here? Amrilis, the sharecropper told him, These date trees are among grapevines. So Amr, he exclaimed, They're really weakening the grapevines so much that they're actually taking from the taste of the vine? 
tomorrow bring me their roots, meaning I want you to uproot the palm trees. And so we see that even though the palm trees grew perfectly fine dates, still they were causing a loss of something else, which in other words means that the fruit is not so valuable, and therefore they're allowed to be cut down. Another story of Chizda, Chazatali Begofne. He saw date saplings growing among his grapevines. Amrlila Rise, he told Sharecropper, Akrinu, uproot them. Why is that? Because Gufne Kani Dikli, Dikli like Kani Gufne. Grapevines can buy palm trees, but palm trees cannot buy grapevines. With the proceeds of the wine, we can buy new property and plant palm trees. But palm trees are not so profitable and they don't cost so much money, so we can't use those to buy more grapevines, and that's why you should uproot the palm trees and not the grapevines. We're going to stop here for the day and pick up tomorrow with another Mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.